Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Hey, legend. Yeah, you. Don't look around. I'm talking to you, you big stud. You're smiling now. That's good. Plenty of smiling and laughing coming up, some cracking stories, some awesome footy chat on the podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. This is the podcast that talks with them for you. So forget the troubles of the world and hold on. This is the Weekly Wodge. You've been warned. Oh, baby, what about the superstars and the good sorts on this week's edition of the Weekly Wodge? Another legend has dropped in for a chat. We're about to find out a whole lot more about Parramatta's Wanga. Blake, you got your phone handy there, mate? I do, I do. Okay, we're going to do an app check. First up, are you an iPhone guy or you're running with something else? No, definitely iPhone. Yeah, got to be iPhone. We love the Apple. Okay, uh, top left. What's the first app that we see? Top left, top left. It is FaceTime. FaceTime. (laughs) FaceTime, yeah. I don't don't know how that was up there. Okay. um, What's your favourite app on the phone, the one you reckon you would use the most? Oh, easily probably the music or SoundCloud app. If anyone knows me, everyone knows that I love my music. What music are you into at the moment, mate? Uh, at the moment, it's it's I, I listen to everything, but at the moment, it's been house music. I think just getting ready for footy. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. What's the one app on your phone that you are thinking about deleting? If you had to get rid of one, the one you use the least. Ah, uh, um, trying to. I use a fair bit of. It's probably. I used to use it a lot, but now I don't use it a lot. It's YouTube. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. use YouTube as much. Oh, yeah. Mate, I'm exactly the same. Now, are you organised on your phone? Um, do you have all the apps in folders or have you got like eight or nine pages of apps and you've got no idea where anything is? So I have one file and it's just for my games and everything else is all separated. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what's, what's the favourite game on the phone, mate? Uh, let's see. I think everyone knows this one, either Colour Switch or Solitaire. Yeah, Solitaire, nice and easy. Mate, speaking of phone, who's the hardest teammate to get a hold of on text or the one that just never gets back to you or if he does get back to you, it's like two days too late? My good mate, Junior Polo. Yes. Uh, Too busy in the cry on the float tanks at uh, Body WRL. (laughs) I love it. Cool little chat. Thanks for stopping in. Look forward to catching up soon, mate. Thank you. A hard-nosed, no-nonsense type of coach from the outside, I think that's the way it has to be. It can't be successful anyway. We see the coach's character, but only in extreme moments on the telly. Most are very different for most of the week. We see the serious side, basically. Luke Garner from the West Tigers has lobbed on the weekly watch. 
Coach Michael Maguire, when it's not game day, uh, how would you describe Madge? Yeah, uh, not not too dissimilar from game day, to be honest. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, a, he, he's an intense um, character. And, um, you know, it's, it's safe to say, I think anyone that um, speaks about Madge can can definitely say, you know, his biggest quality is his, his passion. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's second to none, really. It's uh, it's pretty insane, um, you know, some of the, the lengths he goes to and, um, you know, some of the hours he puts in, in towards us. And, um, you know, all, all us players are really appreciative of it. We had a really good look at the club and, and Madge on Tiger Town, the documentary last year. Pretty accurate, would you suggest, a representation of, of, of Madge the bloke? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, he, he's a passionate bloke, and um, you know this, this club means everything to him at the moment. Um, yeah, he, he puts he puts in um, crazy hours, and yep. and does some um, you know really really good things for our team. And um, yeah, that would have been shown on on Tiger Town. Great coach, um, and great being a coach. Awesome coin, obviously. But a tough kick, trying to keep 35 or 40 young men happy, together and focused uh, 24-7 and then get them going in the same direction for 80 minutes on a weekend. Mate, mission impossible. You can take that to your... And I don't want any bar of it. Mate, that can stay far away from me as well. I've got no interest in doing that. Thanks for dropping in, fella. Love your work and we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Andy. Cheers, mate. Hey, Legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Since their inception in 1935, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs have largely been a successful and very loyal club. Amazingly, though, just 13 players have played 200 or more games for the club. Our guest is the latest on the list, Josh Jackson. That's quite a bit of history, mate. It is, mate, and that's um, what makes the club so special is is the history and the players that have um, played for the club. and. Um, I know we place a lot of value on that in um, respecting the history and respecting the past, um, but also in creating our own future as well. The 200s against the Rabbits, what do you recall of the game uh, and the emotion surrounding it? Yeah, I'll I'll remember it for a long time. Um, Obviously the 200th, but at that point uh, we'd only won two games leading up to to the Rabbitohs game and... um, it was a it was a scrappy old game. I know we got off to a to a good start um, in the first half, but they uh they, they started coming back um towards in the second half, yeah. and mate, we just held on, and it was a great win for the two hundredth, obviously, but more more so just for for everyone involved in the club, and it was just such a uh, a relief and and I guess a celebration that that we're able to to uh, post the third win of the year on the board. It was a long year, um so. 
yeah, that was a, it was great for the club. An accolade like this, is it special or is it something you don't really particularly think about? Oh, it, it certainly means a lot to me. Um, not that I'm one to really reflect too much, but mm. I'm, I'm sure um, when my when my career finishes, I'll look back and have a look at the other names on on that list. And um, yeah, it's something that I'll be um, very proud of, or I am very proud of. I've I've been certainly privileged and, and very lucky to to play for such a, a great club for for such a long time. Josh Jackson joining us on the weekly watch, and there's more to come. This is serious shit. We just need to know. My favourite segment of the podcast where we get to find out a little bit more about our footballers, but this one has got absolutely nothing to do with football either behind the microphone, perhaps sitting in the hot seat as the great man, Braden hamlin Ueli. Let's rip in, big fella. Favourite sport that's not NRL? I have to go NFL. Pie or sausage roll? Uh, pies, but only once from New Zealand. Okay. New phone or new clothes? Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for some good clothes, so go new clothes. Love a front rower that's sharp-dressed. Cardio or uh, weights? Uh, front rowers like in cardio is never heard of, so I'm going to go weights. Love that too. Bath or shower? Shower. Cats or dogs? Dogs, 100%. Instagram, post or story? Uh, story. You get more bites on the story. Yeah. Summer or winter? Winter. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Pineapple, wherever it can go, is a big yes for me. Okay. What's your go-to pizza, mate? I'm, I'm pretty simple. I like it either pepperoni or definitely Hawaiian. Yeah, I'm with you. Pajamas yeah. or nude? Yeah, probably. Oh, close enough. Closer to nude than pajamas. There you go. Boxing or MMA? Uh, I'm a big fan of boxing. Yep. Love that. Beer or wine? Yeah, beer. Let's go to the toilet. Folder or scruncher? This is the big one. You've got to be a folder. You can't be a scruncher. You, you can get a couple couple uh, turns at least fold it. So yeah. saving, saving the paper. Saving the paper, yeah. Scrunchers, no place in our game. You're a good sport. Yeah. Thanks for that, mate, and good luck on the weekend. Thank you. Cheers. Would you like a personal message? Something nice, something sweet, something highly inappropriate and downright rude? I can do that. I'm on Swish now, whatever your occasion, whatever the message, go to heyswish.com, swish, S-W-Y-S-H. Go there and search Andy Raymond. Whatever you want, whenever you want, consider it done a cool and a different present for that special occasion, or you don't even need an occasion. You might just want to give one of your mates a serve. An unforgettable week next week on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening because you won't want to miss this. The legends continue next week. It's the Chief, Paul Harrigan. A great leader makes other great leaders. He doesn't want to keep everyone down yep. or you want to make people as great as yourself or if not greater. That's the sign of a, of a great you know, leader or a great coach. But when you're playing footy alongside, you, you, you just – you just want to be that guy that you know when when you're standing on the def, you know on your own trial line and things are terrible. Yeah. You know, you, and someone looks to the left and they see you there. You you like to think that you know you know our motto at the night you, that you, you're the player that every other player wants to play with. Yeah. You know, and, and you go, oh, I'm glad I'm beside him. I know he's not going to let me down. That'll do. The rest all comes. I mean, you got your great. You're great designers of, of a set. You know, your halves, your hopefully, yeah, um, and others, but. Yeah, a great leader. I suppose in a nutshell is that if you 
I love our motto at nights. I really do. I think yeah. if you fulfil that, you know, everyone wants to play with you. You're the guy that everyone else wants to play with. That's a good thing. 260-something episodes and some beauties, in fact, hasn't been a bad one yet. Let's wind the clock back to episode 11 and the Coltrane, Dave Taylor. One story and one line he loves to tell is <laughs> Dave's favourite meal it was a full loaf of white bread, a full chook and a bottle of tomato sauce and whenever he's finished, the chicken bones used to get put down the edge of the couch. True or false? Uh, no, that's false. Macca can um, exaggerate a story pretty well. He comes across a nice guy. He's a cheeky bastard. A bit like, um, a bit like Chopper Reedy. Doesn't let the truth get in the road of a good story. <laughs> Mate, I always got the feeling with you, you loved playing footy and you loved when it was time to play footy, but you didn't particularly like the rest of the footy lifestyle, the sponsor requests, the media interviews, the being the superstar. Is that a fair call? 100%. Um, growing up, I never watched football and uh, I never followed a team. I was always a kid that was outside playing football and kicking a ball around. And uh, So um, I was just – I was very fortunate enough to be very good at football. Yep. But I didn't like it. Was that the whole way through? Yeah, it got worse as I got older. Yeah, yeah definitely. with the pressure. Um, oh, and when I first started at Brisbane, everyone says sort of Brisbane were a bit behind the times with – um, all the rules and regulations around what you can and can't do yeah. outside of training. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I was just very fortunate enough to be quite good at it. But um, one thing sort of that I probably hurt me a little bit is I didn't study the game. Like, yeah. Like Jonathan Thurston's Cameron Smith and that. Yeah. I, um, I was just there to play the game. What about this little fella, the little general? Here's some of Stacey Jones from episodes 34 and 35. Oh, look, uh, I guess if you never played rugby um, at uh, growing up as a kid in New Zealand, you were a minority. So, uh, yeah, I, I dabbled in a little bit. Uh, my father was more of a, a rugby man than a, than a league man. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, got up all hours of the morning to watch um, your Blacks play and was a, a massive fan of theirs. But, you know, my passion was rugby league and, and the rugby league, the Kiwis of the 80s were my my heroes or the, the guys that I looked up to. Which names stand out as rugby league heroes from that era? Oh, you know, the obvious ones for me, you know, Clayton Friend and Gary Freeman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had the Tarmides, Mark Graham, Dean Bell, you know, the Sorensons, uh, James Lulawai, there's a, a, that 80s team, um, especially I think it was around 1985 was my first real memories when they had a real good test series against Australia. Yeah. I think they got beaten 2-1, to one, um, New Zealand won 18 nil in, in 85. And, you know, that was a, a, a very fond memory that, that I have of, of that era. You grew not a whole lot. To an impressive five foot seven and eighty two kilos as an NRL player, were you the little kid as a junior? Uh, yeah, I was. You know, always fairly small. Yeah. Um, I think five seven's probably pushing it a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I was always small. Um, you know, I had the luxury of, of having two older brothers um, that were much bigger than me. Uh, so I grew up in a bit of a 
you know, a knockabout sort of yeah. a, a group of brothers where, um, you know, I get bashed around a little bit. So yeah. I was fortunate that it gave me a bit of a, a good, good upbringing. We tell you all the time, none of our podcasts date. They're made to stand the test of time. Even if you missed an episode when it first came out, doesn't matter. Any episode, any time, they're ready to listen to for when you're ready to listen. Here's a little from 2020 and Broncos coach, Kevy Walters. We have to delve into you being sent off as a kid for crying. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was one of the I'm – a, I'm a bit of a sook. I've been known as a as – a, a bit of a crybaby, emotional person, you know, all my life. So I'm pretty sure I was born crying, and most kids are, and I haven't sort of stopped since. There was a joke in the family house often that, you know, even when we sit around and play board games and Monopoly and all that, if I couldn't throw a six, I'd start crying, you know, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that that particular – I'm not – under eights or under nines and um, I was crying on the field because we were losing and the referee um, called – Carrot out, who was the captain at the time, and said, uh, listen here, Carrot, you've got to stop your brother from crying. He's annoying everyone. If he continues to cry again, we're going to have to send him off. So Carrot came out and we said, what's the referee going on about? He said, oh, you're crying all the time. You've got to stop crying, otherwise he's going to send you off. So what did I do? I started crying. <laughs> so he sent me off. I'm off with tears and I thought, oh, jeez, oh, unbelievable. Anyway. It's awesome to be teaming up with Retro Rugby League videos, a Facebook page for the hardcore and tragic footy fan just like us. From the old Commonwealth Bank Cup to first grade, the collection of videos weekly is insane. Check them out, legends. Go to Facebook and simply search Retro Rugby League videos. You'll love it. Our guest debuted in 2019, played seven games. In 2020, he played 20 games and at the end of the year was rightfully included in the extended Queensland squad for the Origin Series. Josh Kerr, here's some inside mail for you. The top men in the Queensland Rugby League and Queensland Maroons, super impressed with you and your attitude. What did you take from that experience, mate? Oh, mate, thanks for having me. Um, Mate, that was legit, like almost a dream come true for me. Um, mm. Just to be recognised by Wayne and Mal and to be part of that squad, like just growing up and, you know, watching Origin on the TV and then watching all these heroes I looked up to, you know, so I idolised Greg Inglis, Darren Lockyer, Matty Bowen. And like, mate, like it's just the look on my face <laughs> when I told me, old man, we used to sit down and have a beer, you know, when I was 18, 19, just think, mate, how good would that be, you know, yeah. one day to be able to do that? We'd have, we'd have a ritual. We'd always get dominoes on a Wednesday night. And I just remember sitting there just listening and going, God. And then, unfortunately, my poppy's passed away. You know, he was, you know, we used to sit down and watch it with him and just think, mate, how good would that be? And then to be included into that was just a complete spin out. So to be recognised and to just learn off and rub shoulders with those kind of blokes, mate, that was that's something that I hold very dear. Do you get more out of something like this from the players or the coaching staff or just everyone involved? Oh, it's, it's definitely an everyone involved sort of thing. I just the way the coaches coached was just different, and I, I don't. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but you can understand why Mel and why Wayne were at the top. You know, they're at yeah. the top. They're the best coaches ever. It was just crazy. Like, but to be fair, like I'm, I'm still a fan before anything. So I was just sitting there, like, <laughs> like my jaws on the ground, I was just starstruck. But how, how smart, you know, Daily Chair Evans, Ben Hunt, 
all the leaders in that camp were, their football IQ and how they just, their toughness, football IQ, and they're willing to just teach you and help you like learn. Just like weird little things that I would never have thought of, but definitely took a lot out of that camp just from, from everyone involved. Mate, you would have loved to have got on the field. It didn't happen. But just to be part of it and a 2-1 series win when the world had written you off, that's huge. Oh, man, it was crazy. Like like you said, I didn't get to, unfortunately, grace that field. But, mate, like just to be a part, I just wanted to be myself, be happy. Just to be there was just it's an honour for me. So I wanted to learn and soak in as much as I could. But, um, mate, just being in that camp and just everyone just going, Oh, like, who's Josh Kerr? Like, who, who are these people? Like, they're idiots. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fair about me, but these other blokes are pretty good. But, yeah, but, mate, I was just like, fuck, like, mate, this is, like, this is, um, mate, this is unreal. And then when, when we got that first win in Adelaide, it was just like, holy shit. Like, the, the way the boys played, the, the energy it was, yeah. it just, like, it's just a feeling I couldn't explain because I was like, this is really happening. Like, this is like a movie. This isn't like a, like a local league football team when you're growing up you know it was it was state of origin and i'm like mate this is fuck, this is exactly what origin's all about so it was crazily like just a dream come true in a sense mate twice you've represented your heritage in the all-stars game no doubt really proud moment for you give us an insight as to what that meant for the family because i would imagine uh, an Indigenous All-Stars game representing heritage, representing family, puts tears in parents' eyes. Oh, mate, definitely. Not just parents and myself. Like, just, mate, like, a lot of people don't really um, – and I, I get it. Like, people who probably aren't Indigenous or have, like, a very strong cultural background probably don't understand what it means to – when the All-Stars game rocks around mm. or, you know, when Samoa versus Tonga or anything like that, like – you know, they, they see it and they think, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, like, to be a part of it and feel that mm. emotion and be a part of the culture and throughout the week go out and actually help and, and help hopefully change someone's life and do the best you can for the community, mate, like, far. Like, I just remember the day I found it, was always a dream of mine. Mm. I hadn't even debuted NRL when I started. And I remember I found out, Mary called me up into his office and I was playing basketball with a few of the boys. And I thought, shit, what have I done here? And I've just gone far. Like my head immediately just went, oh, right, beauty, what have I done? Went up to his office, and he goes, mate, yeah, yeah, yarn, yarn. And he goes, mate, look, you've been you've been picked for the All Stars, brother. And I legit, I offered him out. I said, I said mate, don't ever fucking do that. I said, I swear to God, if you're lying to me, I'm going to left, right, good night. And he was just, he was cracking up. It was a good laugh. Um, yeah, he was just, mate. When I found that out. The first person I called was my mother. I called my nana, and I called me like, "Oh, mate!" And just hearing it was just—it's just a feeling of like calling your parents and hearing that emotion in their voice. Yeah, mate, it was—it's um, just such a special feeling. Being able to make your parents who worked so hard for you as well mm. make them proud, and to, to do something like that, like God, it was unreal. Terrific insight into what it means to be a representative player for your state and uh, for your community. Thanks for the chat, Legend. Catch you soon. Legend, mate. Thanks for having me. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. Let's kick this off with Matt Rogers. A lottie T asked, 
Don't know this bloke. I don't Lottie think. T. Right. Lottie T. <laughs> asked, what's your best Wendell Saylor story and why? Oh, mate, this is a funny one, actually. In 2000, we played in the Rugby Union, oh, Rugby League World Cup. Yep. Um, we played in the UK and it was uh, pretty cold. It was getting to you know, the end of the season. So over there, it was sort of coming into winter. And, um, mate, when you travel... Um, you know, over to the UK, and particularly at those those times of year, everywhere you go, every restaurant you go to, every hotel you stay in, you go down for dinner, and you know they got a soup. Yep, it's, it's ready. And I think we, you know, we'd we'd won won the final, or we'd won a semi final. You know, we'd won a game, and we'd had a big night, and we, you know, we'll, you know, it was probably after the the whole thing actually, and we probably slept until dinner because mm. we'd had a pretty big night the night yeah. before and we were all down there having, um, we, you know, we were all waiting, you know, sitting at the table waiting for the food to come out. And Wendell, unbeknownst to him, he didn't realise that the food hadn't really come out, but he went over to the soup containers and he'd got the ladle out and he'd scooped the soup into his bowl and he'd come over and he just, you know, obviously hadn't looked at it and he was sitting down. He's sort of like head and hands, you know, got his spoon out and he starts, you know, having the soup. And he sort of looked up and he's like, this soup has got no flavour at all. But what he'd done is they hadn't put the soup in there yet. <laughs> they put the water in there that they were heating up to put the soup on top so of it. So he's got lukewarm water. He's, he's drinking the lukewarm water. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was, um, I said, maybe a bit of salt and pepper might help it, but I, I don't think you're going to get much better no. than that. But, uh, yeah, no, he's a great great team man, the Dell. And, mate, actually, you know, having him at the Waratahs when, when he was there, he, he is – Without doubt, I would say one of the best team men I've ever played with. You know, in terms of bringing people together, yep. you know, combining a group of men to go after that common goal, he's, he's a lot of fun. Up next, another dual international, Lorty Dakiri. Mate, we've got some cracking questions from our listeners, supporters and friends. Let's rip in. Yep. This is from Chris at Slacks Creek. I yep. love this. Every time I hear about the possibility of the All Blacks versus the Kangaroos mm. super match, I cringe. I love both codes. I watch every game, but I think this is the dumbest idea ever. Could it possibly work ever, league versus union? Well, Bob Dwyer will probably not like me for saying this because I think he's on the uh, you know the, the committee to get this game off the ground. Um, and at the end of the day, I think it really is just a money spinner. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and you know, like Chris, you know, you can't really you know, be too competitive one way or the other. Do you play a hybrid game with hybrid rules? You're probably not seeing the best of what guys can produce. Um, and, you know, they're just so different games. I, I, I think we appreciate both teams for, for what they are and yep. how good they are and not try and muddy the waters. I reckon you have summed that up perfectly, mate. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, give us some love. Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then whack in a five-star rating and a review. As random and weird-ass as you like, Funniest Weekly Review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. Yeah, bribery. Get to it, legends. The Simon Thomas was 253, Jimmy Voss, J. Mitch Sport, Tugger 31, Frank Ollie, Cards and Gin Sipper, Bulldogs for Life, Fire Breather, Casey Dontello, Smithy Smith and Retro Rabbit. Thank you very much for your reviews this week. Our winner, though, is the Robust Romeo. Said some great things. Pretty random, too. 
Appreciate it, legends. That's how easy it is to win a trucker's cap in your review. Just make it stand out. Uh, tell us your favourite schnitty. Which of your toes is the longest or what type of cloud is your favourite? I don't know. Come up with something random to get our attention and a cap could well be on its way to you next week. Will Hopperwadi joins us on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Hopper, if Manly are playing Canterbury in this year's grand final and you're sitting in the grandstand, who are you cheering? Um, the Manly Bulldogs. Yes, yes. Good, good call. <laughs> you played at three clubs. In terms of a setup at a club, does much change from club to club or is it similar? Um, I suppose the footy technicality of, of things are pretty similar in yeah. terms of shapes and defensive systems. That That's quite similar. But uh, I think the the culture is different at each club yep. um, in terms of, you know, certain behaviours and, and standards um, and expectations. Mm. I think I think that differs from, from each club that I've been at. Um, so, yeah, that'll probably be the main similarities and differences, I think. Last couple of years, you earned a, a lovely reputation at the Bulldogs as a mentor for young men. Uh, how quickly the journey goes, because it was only nine or ten years ago and you were the kid. Did you enjoy that mentoring role? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was a bit, you know, a bit funny um, transitioning in sorts to sort of that that type of role mm. because uh, yeah, you come into grade and you're just just a sponge, listening to everyone, doing what you're told. You go here, I'll go, <laughs> you know. And so, uh, but yeah, you get to a certain age and you play a certain amount of games where you um, can share your experiences with the young guys. And um, yeah, it's 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 good to see that they um, were sort of similar to myself in terms of being a sponge and, and, and listening and learning. I wasn't you know, trying to be a mentor where, you know, I know better than you, you listen yeah. to me. It was more so, uh, this is what I did that, that helped me throughout my career. These are things I feel you can improve on. You know, what are things you think I can improve on? It was it, was, it went both ways for me. And so um, definitely didn't come across like the, the master, but um, really more just sharing my experiences and hopefully that benefits of the, the young boys. You're at the Dogs last season. Who's your prediction for a breakout star? A, a young fella who you think has got just a heap of talent in front of him. Um, well, I think um, he won out the Rookie of the Year for the club, which was uh, Bailey um, Beyond the Odo. Yeah. Um, a young fella, small fella, but good head on his shoulders, uh, willing to learn, humble. Um, I think he's got a lot of um, potential. Uh, if he you know, keeps his head down and keeps working hard, a lot of potential, Bailey. Always a pleasure, Hopper. Keep well, legend. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it, mate. By and large, the media and the commentators of our great game are well-researched. They're knowledgeable and enthusiastic. Not all of them, though. If I hear again the stupid and factually incorrect line, this huge Warriors pack... I will smash my fucking television. We are not living in 1998, but if you do want to go to the land of the Giants, you look to Melbourne. Huge, massive. Nelson has his own postcode. Jesse could be a professional wrestler. Tui won't fit in a two-door sedan. And our guest, Christian Walsh, at 195 centimetres and about 110 kegs, rounds out the big, big four. Size matters, hey, big guy? 
Hey, I love it. I love, uh, yeah, a few raps for the Ford Pack because, uh, yeah, obviously our, uh, our spine members get a lot of raps, which is awesome, and they deserve it. But, yeah, it's nice to, yeah, it's a great Ford Pack, and, um, you yeah, know, that's one of the great things playing at the Storm. Yeah, you've got such strong players around you in that Ford Pack in the middle of the field, and um, we work really hard for each other, and there's a lot of selflessness about, you know, uh, expending effort uh, to help each other out. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great pack to be a part of. The spine is great, backs are great, they do wonderful things and they dominate highlight reels. But in 50 years of seeing football, I've never seen a game won by a losing forward pack. I mean, it's that simple. We complicate the game with stats. You win the middle and the percentage is you're going to win the game. Andy, I love it. I love it, mate. We've got to get you back in there, the mainstream <laughs> media, because it's full of wingers and halfbacks who, you know, the. <laughs> You can't touch wingers or, or you can't touch halfbacks these days if you hit them too hard, you know, but they're happy for me to run off kickoffs into a pack of six guys, yeah. not being able to pass to anyone. But apparently a halfback's job, you know, we can't – they're playing a dinner suit these days. So, um, yeah, look, it's that's how it is, I guess. But, um, you know, I think the big thing at the Storm is as well, you know, our roles in the middle of the field, you know, they're highly valued inside the four walls there and yeah. the reviews and – and, and that's all we really, you know, obviously it's nice to get external uh, things, but at the end of the day, if your job's really valued and appreciated by uh, the whole squad and the coaching staff, you, you're going to go out and do it every week and, and you know how important it is for the team. What I love about the Storm Big Big Four, tough, roll the sleeves up, but durable and mobile, you've all got a bit of ball playing, it's not just size, and that in itself is pretty rare. Yeah, I think that comes down to the, the club and – I suppose the culture of trying to um, continually improve and, and use their off seasons and identify areas of weaknesses. You know, when we won the 2020 grand final, two days later, we we're sitting in a room with performance staff, Belza, all the other coaches identifying, you know, we, what we did well for the year individually, but also some of our weaknesses and some areas that we can improve on. So every preseason, you get a report card in all different facets of, you know, how you prepared with your body, what's your diet, what's your sleep. You know, your attacking side of the game, your defensive side of your gym work. So um, it's that's what this club's about, trying to be the best player you can be and be the best person you can be. And I think, you know, Harry Grant's a perfect example. Um, you know, he went to the West Tigers and everyone's going, oh, you know, who's this Harry Grant? He's he's a fantastic player. Well, you know, he's done four or five pre-seasons under Cam Smith, working his ass off, competing on every session. And these sessions aren't easy. Um, and so I think it really... Builds a nice player. So once you get three, four, five pre-seasons in, a guy like Harry Grant, Nico Hines, you know, they might look like they come from the clouds, but they really don't. They, they're in there every day working hard and they can come in and do their job. And I think that's, um, you know, particularly the last three, four, five years during the origin period, we've had these guys come in and do really great jobs for our team and our club. And I think that's why we've been, you know, at the end of the regular season, you know, consistently up near the top four. Uh, take a breath and enjoy it. The footy is on and your weekend is sorted. Enjoy the game, order a pizza, grab a coldie, go hard on a five-leg multi, and don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Yeah.